Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Mr. News, hit it. YouTube is censoring the truth about COVID, the vaccinations, wearing a mask, and our children. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax. As we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time. There was a time, a time before cable. A time before cable. When the local anchor man reigned when the local supreme. Anchor man reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchor San man Diego. was more man than the rest. More man than His name was Graham Ledger. States with the strictest measures in the country, like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and much of New England, cases are on the rise. While in the South, states like Arkansas and Texas that have reopened businesses and ripped away mask mandates are seeing their numbers drop. I'm announcing today that uh, the statewide mask mandate will be lifted. People and businesses don't need the state telling them how to operate. So what might explain the apparent contradiction? One theory, differences in testing rates. Alabama has experienced one of the biggest dips in reported infections, more than 50% in two weeks. But it's also dead last in the U.S. for COVID testing, only 56 tests per 100,000 people. That's a fraction of what you'll find in places like Vermont, Massachusetts, and New York, where numbers are surging. How much does lack of adequate testing have to do with the numbers that we're seeing right now? When you don't test, you're blind. And when you're not testing, you're, you have a false sense of what the real problem is in your community. Another theory, COVID fatigue. In Michigan, where people are just coming out of lockdown for the first time in months, cases are up more than 100% as demographics shift. What's different in this wave is these are younger individuals between the ages of 30 and 60, the vast majority of which are not currently vaccinated. Texas, on the other hand, began reopening its doors months ago and just jammed 40,000 people into the Rangers ballpark, many without masks. A lot of individuals in the southern part of the U.S., and especially here in Texas, have already been exposed to the coronavirus. So many individuals already have coronavirus antibodies. That leads us to the risky behavior we've seen in places like Miami Beach, Florida, where numbers have only increased slightly. And theory number three, that young people are acting as carriers. As doctors say, they're returning to other states, taking the virus with them. Those are the least likely to show up for testing. And when those younger individuals infect older individuals or more vulnerable individuals, that takes time. Bottom line, health experts say the falling figures in the South might be giving a false sense of security. Do medical experts worry is emboldening those leaders who said this is a good idea to loosen restrictions? We worry about if there's a perfect storm brewing. If we remember, this virus always takes 10 to 14 to 21 days to develop. We might just be seeing the early effects of that right now. Stop the tape. For the news, I'm Stop Sam the Brown. tape. 
So here we have here. the mainstream media once again. This is CNBC wringing their hands. Why? Why is it in these blue states where they had these draconian lockdowns that all of a sudden the numbers are surging? And so why is it in these red states where there have not been these draconian lockdowns, where there has been some modicum of freedom and liberty? They're not surging. And then, of course, you heard all the possible reasons. Well, I'll tell you, it's a very simple reason. It's called God. Okay? And so, what the scientist who said it best, when he said, or she, I'm not sure who it was, you can't stop a virus from being a virus, and you shouldn't stop a human being from being a human being. So when Governor Whitmer of Michigan locked everybody down for a year, and they're still in quasi-lockdown. I know certain areas of Michigan uh, are resistant, and they're relatively open. I don't know if they're wearing masks like they are in California. But so when Whitmer locked everybody down, all she did was delay the inevitable. All she did was delay the spread of the virus and allowing the virus to be a virus. And the testing. The hand-wringing over the testing and these, these prompting, prodding these doctors to say what the reporters want them. That's, that's a little trick, by the way. It's a little inside baseball. Remember, I'm a recovering member of the mainstream media. It's a 12-step process. I'm on step number 11 and a half. I'm almost there. You ask these doctors the kind of question you want to get the answer to so you can put it in your report. Ah, there's my soundbite, we would say. There's my soundbite. That's what I was looking for because I want to shape the news. I don't want to report the truth. I want to shape the news. And we're going to hear from a doctor in a moment. I haven't prompted her any. I'm not going to ask her leading questions. I'm going to ask her about this entire situation, the fiasco and the truth behind it. But certain people out on the internet and big tech don't want you to hear the truth. This program will not be silenced. And we're going to continue to report the truth. And if YouTube tries to censor, then we'll go other routes. Including Rumble and including Mike Lindell's new social media platform, Frank, which is coming out very soon. More on that later on. Uh, and Donald Trump's soon to be released uh, social media and uh, hopefully mainstream media, per se, platform to be released as well. Speaking of Mike Lindell, this here program is brought to you by MyPillow. If you go to MyPillow.com, please enter Ledger in the quick, in the, uh, quick code. I always want to say quick code. It's a promo code box. L-E-D-G-E-R, Ledger in the promo code box. You get up to 66% off. We support Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Because he supports the president, president supports me. See, we got to stick together in a situation like this. Also, please go to GrahamLedger.com. If you haven't signed up to subscribe to this here podcast, please go to GrahamLedger.com. Hit the subscribe free button because it is free. And we encourage people to do so. All it is is your email. It's not going to be used for anything, not going to be sold or anything. We've got to go around these entities who are trying to block the truth. And so the best way to do that is email. They can't block your email. So that's why I set up the system that I set up. So let's delve into the truth, shall we? Let's delve into the truth about COVID and about the vaccines, which we'll talk about with the doctor, and about mask wearing, and about our children. Children coming up in a moment. But first, 
just ask yourself, if the mask works, why is it on June 18th of 2020, California was hit with, from a tyrannical Marxist governor, a mask mandate which is wholly unconstitutional. So everybody outside their home needs to wear a mask. And if you drive around California, you'll see, I, kind of, I would imagine people are wearing a mask inside their home because I see them driving in their car all by themselves with a mask on. It's unbelievable what people are doing to the damaging their bodies and putting masks on children is criminal. It is absolutely criminal. Again, more on that in a moment. But if a mask worked, why then the spike in the numbers in COVID in California in late fall into winter? Why? Why the spike? Hmm? Because you're not going to stop a virus from being a virus. Now the numbers in California have pretty much stabilized. Well, again, it's God. It's not the governor. Because what happened in California was the mask mandate. Yeah, okay, so the masks are worthless. Absolutely worthless, okay? We know this because the CDC has said back in 2018, did a study, peer-reviewed, Masks are worthless, okay? So we stipulate that. So why is California suddenly emerging with better numbers? Well, because of the spike. Because of allowing the virus to, to do its thing. And people go outside, think they're protected with the mask, and they're not. So the virus continued to spread. And now, what's effectively happening in California is herd immunity. They say somewhere in the neighborhood of documented cases, 4 million. That is an, a completely underestimated number. If we went around and tested all 40 million people, 35 million legal, 5 million illegal in, in California, probably somewhere in the order of 40% or more have the antibodies, the Wuhan coronavirus, they don't even know it. Mostly because the children are asymptomatic or young people in general under the age of 40 are asymptomatic. So along comes the vaccine and Governor, about to be recalled, Newsom, is now trying to take credit because the numbers are going down because he says it's the vaccine. Okay, well, you've administered 20 million vaccines, but maybe 10, 20 million Californians have been exposed to the virus and have the natural antibodies. And it's criminal for those people to be given the vaccine. A synthetic, what amounts to a synthetic vaccine, is being given to these people when they have the natural antibodies. Instead of sticking everybody in the arm with these vaccines blindly, they ought to be giving everybody an antibody test first and say, well, let's see if you've had the, va the, uh, the Wuhan coronavirus, because then you don't need the vaccine. No, they're not doing that. How many people in California, out of the 20 million who've been vaccinated, have had the Wuhan coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen? We don't know the number. They don't want to know the number. They just want to stick you with the vaccine. And why is it the governor of California comes out and says, yeah, we're going to be back to normal on June 15th, but you still have to wear a mask. They're going to, at that point, what, maybe 30 million uh, Californians will be vaccinated? 30 million? And you still got to wear a mask? Why? Oh, the variants. 
Well, what about the variants of the flu? We got to test more. Do we say we got to test more when it's flu season? Does that make any sense to you? We got to test, 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 test. Okay, well, let's say some smallpox is floating around out there. Shouldn't we all be tested for smallpox? Or TB. TB is making a comeback in the United States because of illegal aliens. So shouldn't we be testing for TB? Oh, if we're not testing, we're, we're running around blind. Yeah, no, we're, we're running around as Americans, free to live our lives. What we should be doing, if you really want to know, is making available antibody tests. I told my daughter, should I get, she asked me, should I get a, a vaccine? I said, no, go get an antibody test. You probably had it. And therefore, you have the natural immunity. But in this country, we're doing it backwards. We're testing, and we know a lot of the testing is flawed. And we're vaccinating blindly, whether people need it or not. Joining me now is the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, Dr. Jane Orient. Doctor, this is a, a conundrum for me. I hope for many other Americans. I don't know. And that is we're handing out these vaccines like they're candy. The government, quote, is paying for them. You and I are paying for them, of course. They're free, so-called, right? But we're not asking the obvious question to me. And that is, wait a minute, before you get the vaccine, shouldn't you be tested to see if you've been exposed to the Wuhan coronavirus and have the natural antibodies? Doesn't that make sense? Absolutely, it does. For one thing, we're not even sure if this vaccine is like some of the earlier ones for the SARS-CoV-1 virus, where people who had antibodies could have a very bad reaction to the vaccine. Of course, if you have natural immunity, you probably don't need the vaccine. They say, well, the natural immunity may wane, um, but the T-cell immunity probably lasts a long time. And they have no idea how long the vaccine immunity is there. So it, it just really, really, uh, I think is, is wrong not to test people. I call this a synthetic vaccine, the, the versions that are out there right now. That's probably not the proper scientific term. But, but would you kind of put it in that category of, of, of synthetic? I would call it not a vaccine at all. It is an experimental biological agent. What a vaccine does, it, it introduces into your body an antigen, and then your cells learn to make immunity to it. What this does, it introduces a piece of genetic code that causes your body to make the antigen. That is the spike protein that's on the coronavirus. So that you, like Bill Gates said, you become the vaccine factory yourself. Mm. It's, a, it's a genetic engineering uh, project. Which, which leads us to some of the information that's out there. And, and one of them is this slide deck that I've talked about previously. I'll talk about it again right now. YouTube doesn't want to hear this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. And that is the FDA came out with a uh, slide deck. I don't know, maybe about 30 or 40 slides in October of 2020, just before the election. And it was a draft uh, that got out to the public and I got a copy of it. I know you have a copy of it. And on slide 16 in particular, they talk about all the potential side effects. There's, if you really drill down, there's probably more than a hundred of them uh, on there. Autoimmune, um, stroke, all kinds of side effects. Yet, apparently these potential side effects did not really get to the provider level. And are they warning the American people about these 100 plus uh, side effects when they drive up at Dodger Stadium or wherever and get 
stuck in the arm and then drive off and say, you know, hey, go have a good day? Are they being worn? No, the fact sheets that people are getting do not list all of these side effects. Now, if you had a package insert in an approved vaccine, which these are not, they're just emergency things, you would have a long list of these things, which includes serious things like paralysis, blindness, um, neurological disorders, uh, strokes, blood clots, heart attacks, potential effects on cancer or on um, birth defects or impairment of fertility. All of these are potential side effects that they cannot possibly know about for two years if they're long-term. But even now, we have had more than a thousand deaths reported to, to the vaccine adverse event reporting system, which may be only 1% of the ones that have occurred, maybe 10%. And the CD says, oh, well, all of these were coincidence. People die every day. They just don't usually die right after you stuck a shot in their arm. It's kind of evenly distributed throughout the year. And the death rate is much, much higher in the first uh, 24, 48, 72 hours after the vaccine than two hours, than two weeks later. So I'm, this is a concern. And then, and then you know, the AstraZeneca vaccine, which has been stopped in a number of countries in Europe and then restarted after a short time because the European Medicines Agency said, well, it's really okay. And then it's been stopped again in some places. Like in Germany, you can't give it to anyone over the age of 60 because it was the young people who were getting the strokes. Uh, well, you know, maybe old people get the strokes too. But, but really, this is... This is a serious problem. And if you look at the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines from the British uh, reporting system called the yellow card system, you will find that there are a number of cases of blood disorders, clotting disorder, low platelet counts, bleeding from here or there, and, and strokes. And I just think that, that these things need to be taken into consideration, especially if you are in an age group where you are at a very low risk of dying if you get the disease. And these are the short-term side effects. Exactly. We haven't even, we don't know the long-term. And uh, no, we this, don't. this should be uh, an eye-opener to most Americans, yet probably, I don't know, by June or 4th of July, as Joe Biden says, probably 100 million Americans are going to be vaccinated, uh, maybe more. And that's and a large- their, their bodies will be making this, this foreign protein this viral protein, which crosses the blood-brain barrier, you can show that in mice, it gets into the brain, it attaches to tissues all over your body, your liver, your kidneys, the lining of your blood vessels, and does it provoke an immune response when it's attached there? Does it need the whole virus to, pro to provoke this response? Um, maybe not. And these early side effects suggest that, that it really doesn't. Yeah, I, I call this the largest involuntary uh, clinical trial in the history of mankind. Because, and I call it involuntary, even though people are driving up and getting stuck, because they're not informed. They're not being given the entire uh, uh, swath of information. So what's your best advice to people who have not uh, gotten the vaccine and uh, who are thinking about it? I think they should do their homework and they should also look into alternatives like um, preparing your immune system with adequate vitamin D and zinc and vitamin C, like looking into ways of um, protecting your, yourself, like their, their iodine nasal sprays and mouthwashes that have been nearly 100% effective when they've been tested 
outside the United States, we really slow walk any any experiments on early treatment or or these natural or the, or these available cheap over the counter remedies. But I I was there are a number of different kinds of nasal sprays and mouthwashes that are effective. Um, eating black cumin seeds and honey is 85% effective in Bangladesh. You put it on your cereal or your salad. Um, quercetin, which helps them get into your cells. There are a whole lot of things that can make you more resistant to the infection. And then of course there's early treatment, which, which there has been a huge effort to discourage. And if you've already had the vaccine and, and, and you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, golly, you know, now what? Is there any kind of advice you would give a patient who's had the vaccine, what they do now? Well, I think the worst possible side effect is this, this antibody dependent enhancement or that has been seen with, with the earlier coronavirus vaccines or dengue or respiratory syncytial virus uh, it's also called pathogen priming, that if you have these antibodies and you come in contact with the wild virus, you can get a really devastating disease. So I would say it's even more important if you've had the vaccine to look into these iodinated nasal sprays and mouthwashes or other measures that, uh, that disinfect the routes by which these viruses attach, get into your body and are disseminated. In other words, uh... You know, do the uh, the thing that maybe nature uh, wants you to do. And, and that's what I always say about this virus. You know, you can't stop a virus from being a virus and you shouldn't stop human beings from being a human being. I think you subscribe to that as well. Dr. Orient, if people want more information about you and what you talk about and what you publish, where can they go? AAPSonline.org. That's the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. And right on the homepage, there is a link where you can download our patient guide to early treatment. One more time, that website? AAPSonline.org. All right, Dr. Orient, keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. So you will not see this video on YouTube ever because I'm not allowed to load it to YouTube because YouTube doesn't want the truth out of people like me who are just holding a mirror to reality. I'm not making stuff up. I don't have tinfoil on my windows or on my head. I'm just reporting what is out there. Yet YouTube doesn't want the truth out there. YouTube wants to censor. And that's the reality we're living in. So the goal is to beat them at their own game. And by the way, I'm not alone. I guess I'm in good company. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, just had a video removed when they were talking about children wearing masks, that children should not be wearing masks. There's no need for children to wear masks. Why is that? Well, it's because they're mortality rate is almost zero. In fact, my buddy Daniel Horowitz wrote a piece about this, about children wearing a mask, and he agrees with me that it, it's felony stupid. It's criminal to force young people to wear a mask, especially when they're competing in sports. It's insanity. When you're trying to gasp for oxygen and you're, you're blocking the oxygen and, and retaining the CO2 in the body, you're killing our kids. You're killing our children. So Daniel, in his report, as of the end of 2020, December 31st, 2020, CDC looked at all the pediatric deaths. There were fewer than 200. 
And then about a third of those attributed to COVID had nothing to do with COVID, of course. And they whittled down even further that only eight, only eight pediatric deaths were attributed to COVID. Eight. Now, we mourn for those eight, of course, and we don't want to lose any children. But the bottom line is that number is very similar to the numbers we would see for the flu. Some children die from the flu. Usually there are complications. Usually there are comorbidities. And sometimes people are dying from the flu when it's mixed, of course, with pneumonia. That becomes a lethal combination. Same thing with COVID. Yet YouTube doesn't want that out there. YouTube doesn't want the truth about masks posted right there on the CDC website that they're useless. YouTube doesn't want the information out there that children should not be wearing masks because we're killing our children. YouTube doesn't want the information out there about the vaccines, about page 16 on the slide deck from the FDA, about the potential lethal consequences to the vaccine. YouTube does not want the truth out there. Why? Why doesn't YouTube want the truth? Why is YouTube censoring? What is the reason, ladies and gentlemen? Well, for me, there's only one reason, and that is because COVID is political, and that these big tech giants, Google, YouTube, etc., are in the back pocket of the people pushing the narrative about COVID and this political response, this governmental response to the Wuhan coronavirus. And so we have to push back. We can't just sit here and bitch and moan and whine about it. We have to push back. You have to do what I'm doing, and that is you go around YouTube. You find a way to get the truth out to the American people, and that's what we're going to continue to do. And I encourage you to go to my website, GrahamLedger.com, where you can answer the Ledger Register question, which is, do you believe that the blue state-led government response to COVID-19 is purely political? Well, I already answered the question. It is purely political. And I will go to my grave believing that, even though I may not have absolute proof. I'll leave that to Mike Lindell. <laughs> YouTube is censoring the truth. That is the bottom line. But we will never allow YouTube to shut us up. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>